No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today, we see Moses giving his final blessing to the tribes of Israel just before he dies. They are the last words of this mighty servant of God. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Deuteronomy chapter 33 on Simply the Bible. My stepdad raised me from the time that I was nine years old. And I will never forget, just days before he passed away, he called all of our family together around his bed. And he gave to each of us parting words. A person's parting words are extremely important. And so it was, as Moses gave his final words of blessing to the 12 tribes of Israel. We pick it up in Deuteronomy chapter 33. Now this is the blessing with which Moses, the man of God, blessed the children of Israel before his death. And he said, the Lord came from Sinai and dawned on them from Seir. He shone forth from Mount Paran, and he came with ten thousands of saints From his right hand came a fiery law for them. Yes, he loves the people. All his saints are in your hand. They sit down at your feet. Everyone receives your words. Moses commanded a law for us, a heritage of the congregation of Jacob. And he was king in Jeshurun when the leaders of the people were gathered, all the tribes of Israel together. These were Moses' final words of blessing. It's the blessing of Moses. And he begins by looking back to where the law was given on Mount Sinai 40 years earlier. The Lord appeared on the mountain. And the law was given to Moses with ten thousands of saints. This is thought by many to be a reference to what Paul said in Galatians 3.19 where he said that the law was appointed through angels by the hand of a mediator. It is interesting that Moses said that from the Lord's right hand came a fiery law. No doubt at times it did seem fiery because of its severity, yet it always came from a heart of love that God had for the people. And Moses said, they sit down at your feet. Everyone receives your words. I think of As Jesus pointed out, Mary, who sat at his feet and just received what the Lord had to say. And then, of course, the Lord said of Mary that she had chosen the better part that would not be taken away from her. And I think how many blessings there are when we simply sit at the feet of the Lord and receive his word. Finally, Moses said that he was king in Jeshurun. Now, as we mentioned earlier, Jeshurun was a pet name for Israel, and it really means upright one. And here Moses speaks of the fact that he is the king of Israel. God demonstrated his kingship in three ways. He liberated the people from Egypt. He gave them the law at Mount Sinai. And he would give them victory by bringing them into the promised land. And we find that same foundation for his kingship in our lives today. He has delivered us from our slavery to sin. He has brought us into this new covenant relationship with him through Jesus Christ. And we have entered into the promised land of a life in his spirit where he gives us victory over the flesh, the world, 
and the devil. Verse 6, Let Reuben live and not die, nor let his men be few. The word nor here in verse 6 does not appear in the original text. It was inserted by the translators. So the verse can also be translated, Let Reuben live and not die, but let his men be few. And that would really fit what we see in the tribe of Reuben because they would be one of the smallest tribes of Israel. Verse 7, And this he said of Judah, Hear, Lord, the voice of Judah, and bring him to his people. Let his hands be sufficient for him, and may you be a help against his enemies. Judah would be the tribe from which the kings would come, beginning with David. And this prophecy ultimately would be fulfilled through Jesus, who is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Verse 8, And of Levi, he said, Let your Thummim and your Urim be with your Holy One, whom you tested at Massa, and with whom you contended at the waters of Meribah, who says of his father and mother, I have not seen them, nor did he acknowledge his brothers, or know his own children, for they have observed your word and kept your covenant. They shall teach Jacob your judgments, and Israel your law. They shall put incense before you and a whole burnt sacrifice on your altar. Bless his substance, Lord, and accept the work of his hands. Strike the loins of those who rise against him and of those who hate him, that they rise not again. So a lot of words here for the tribe of Levi. Of course, Moses came from the tribe of Levi and they were the priestly tribe. They were entrusted with the Thummim and the Urim, which were the means, uh, actually literally means lights and perfections, but it was the way the high priest could make decisions for Israel. And they were entrusted with that. Also, Moses sort of gives a synopsis of the things that they went through that would ultimately qualify them to be the priestly tribe. He speaks of Massa and Meribah, which is really the same place. Massa means temptation. Meribah means contention. And this is where the people complain that they had no water. And God, of course, told Moses to strike the rock and he gave them water. But it was a time of testing. And then where they did not acknowledge their family, neither their parents nor their brothers or children. This refers to when the children of Israel made the golden calf and Moses set apart Levi and said, go into the camp and slay those that worship the golden calf and even if it's your own family members. And they showed that they honored the covenant of God even above their family relationships, which of course set them apart as the priestly tribe. They would be the ones who would teach the judgments to Jacob, teaching the word, giving the sense to the scriptures. They would offer the incense and sacrifices in the tabernacle. And Moses said that the Lord would be their defense. He would take care of their enemies for them. Verse 12, of Benjamin, he said, the beloved of the Lord shall dwell in safety by him who shelters him all the day long, and he shall dwell between his shoulders. This is just beautiful. You know, you think about how dear Benjamin was to Jacob, uh, being the youngest and being the, the son of Rachel. And here is just this place of endearment, of safety, of shelter, of satisfaction. I think of my grandson, who is now five months old, and how I will hold him and he'll start screaming, but I'll give him back to his mom and, and he's at rest 
there in the safety, shelter, and satisfaction uh, between his mom's shoulders, as it were. Verse 13, And of Joseph, he said, Blessed of the Lord is his land, with the precious things of heaven, with the dew, and the deep line beneath, with the precious fruits of the sun, with the precious produce of the months, with the best things of the ancient mountains, with the precious things of the everlasting hills, with the precious things of the earth and its fullness, and the favor of him who dwelt in the bush. Let the blessing come on the head of Joseph and on the crown of the head of him who is separate from his brothers. His glory is like a firstborn bull and his horns like the horns of a wild ox. Together with them he shall push the peoples to the ends of the earth. They are the ten thousands of Ephraim and they are the thousands of Manasseh. Now Joseph, of course, was the one separated from his brothers in the sense that his brothers sold him as a slave and God took him to Egypt, raised him up, and he became second to Pharaoh. And then, you know, the Lord gave him great blessings. And this was sort of echoed here by Moses that Joseph would receive the blessings of heaven, the blessings of things of the mountains, things of the earth, he would receive precious favor from God. And we see that his sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, you recall Jacob actually took Joseph's sons and he said, they, they are mine. <laughs> I'm t- I mean, they're going to be mine. You can have the rest of your sons, but these two are mine. And they became two tribes of Israel, making really 13 tribes of Israel uh, so that there would be the tribe of Levi plus 12 of the regular tribes that would have their inheritance. But Ephraim was not the firstborn, and yet he would become the larger tribe of the two. And that's why it's said here, the ten thousands of Ephraim and the thousands of Manasseh. Verse 18, And of Zebulun he said, Rejoice, Zebulun, in your going out, and Issachar in your tents. They shall call the peoples to the mountain. There they shall offer sacrifices of righteousness. For they shall partake of the abundance of the seas and of the treasures hidden in the sand. Now, Zebulun would dwell on the seacoast and would gather the abundance of the seas and treasures hidden in the sand. And that's sort of obscure what that could mean, but some see this as a reference to oil and gas reserves, of course, hidden in the sand, uh, within Zebulun's territory. Verse 20, And of Gad he said, Blessed is he who enlarges Gad. He dwells as a lion and tears the arm and the crown of his head. He provided the first part for himself because a lawgiver's portion was reserved there. He came with the heads of the people. He administered the justice of the Lord and his judgments with Israel. And so Gad would enlarge his territory with the ferocity of a lion. And in this way, he provided the first part for himself, which is the lawgiver's portion. And of Dan, he said, Dan is a lion's whelp. He shall leap from Bashan. So Dan would have sort of the adolescent impetuousness and yet with lion-like promise. Verse 23. And of Naphtali, he said, O Naphtali, satisfied with favor and full of the blessing of the Lord, possess the west and the south. Naphtali would learn the secret of contentment, which Paul talked about in Philippians. He also wrote to Timothy and said that godliness with contentment is great gain. Verse 24, And of Asher, he said, Asher is the most blessed of sons. 
Let him be favored by his brothers and let him dip his foot in oil. Your sandals shall be iron and bronze as your days, so shall your strength be. Asher means happy, and he would be the happiest of his brothers, dipping his foot in oil. The sandals of iron and bronze is probably a reference to his military strength. Asher would live out all his days with strength. You know, the Bible tells us that the joy of the Lord is our strength. So I think that's appropriate with Asher meaning happy. Verse 26, There is no one like the God of Jeshurun who rides the heavens to help you and in his excellency on the clouds. The eternal God is your refuge and underneath are the everlasting arms. He will thrust out the enemy from before you and will say, destroy. Then Israel shall dwell in safety the fountain of Jacob alone, in a land of grain and new wine, his heaven shall also drop dew. Happy are you, O Israel, who is like you, a people saved by the Lord, the shield of your help and the sword of your majesty. Your enemies shall submit to you and you shall tread down their high places. I love this. It begins with the God of Jeshurun, again, a pet name for Israel. And it ends saying, there is no one like the God of Jeshurun. Let us take Moses' last words and make them our own, trusting with all of our hearts in the God of Jacob. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we'll see that the Lord shows Moses the promised land before he dies, and then he buries his servant. We hope you'll join us as we continue through the book of Deuteronomy on Simply the Bible.